<clears throat> What's up out there? Welcome to the Rate Infinity Show podcast. This is episode number 123. Today I got a guest on here who is going to be talking about some interesting stuff about the Trump 2024 campaign, who is actually um, an intern for the for the Iowa caucuses in 2024. Uh, Lisa, how do you pronounce your last name again? Uh, Lizy. So it's Lisa. a German name. So, yeah. Lisa Lizy. Um, how are you doing, miss? Uh, doing pretty good. Just keeping busy and working hard, making some calls. So, yeah. Yeah. Can you explain them like what you're doing, what you do as, as a member of the Iowa caucus? So um, you could probably do a variety of things right now. There's working on calls and also door knocking. So um, myself, I'm actually just a um, caller for the campaign. So we basically just ask questions saying, you know, what do you think of Biden? How we stand for a company? I mean, for our country. Um, you know, who do you support? I mean, we do get a few Democrats, but it's mostly Republicans. So just kind of seeing where people lie, who they're voting for, you know, whether Trump or whether, you know, other candidates. So, um, but there's also people doing some door knocking as well too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dylan, Dylan talked to me a little bit about that, like, um, uh, when he was on my show and actually when I was at the, at the Trump event in Cedar Rapids about a week or two ago. Oh yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, that was actually a pretty good event. Were you there actually? At the event? Yeah. Were you there? Cause I, you're part of the Iowa caucus. Um, I live in Idaho, so I'd have to fly there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So believe it or not, I've actually never been to a Trump rally, but it's because Idaho, Montana, Wyoming were country states. So we don't get visited. So, um, we had, was it Harriet Hageman in Wyoming? So eight hours away, she, uh, Trump came to visit her, um, to endorse her. Was it last year, but that was still eight hours away. So California is probably the closest I could go to a Trump rally and that's two States away. So, um, I'd have to fly to a Trump rally in order to see Trump. So, yeah, our states and Oregon and probably Washington don't really get visits. So most of the rallies are Midwest or East Coast. So, yeah. Or the South. Yeah, in the South, too. So, yeah. So I'd have to fly to every single Trump rally. So that can add up. So, yeah, I've never been to Trump rally. So maybe one day, but who knows? So, yeah, that's good. But, yeah, I'm um, like, I how do you like being like a member of the Iowa caucus? Like, is it fun? Is it like I'm um, stressful or what is, what is it all about? So I'm actually partly a recruiter as well too. So I actually have three people under me as well too. So I'm um, kind of a top fun person right now. So it is uh, somewhat um, stressful as far as myself. I actually have a goal between myself and the other person to make 5,000 plus calls a week. So my goal is probably 5,500, um, even 6,000, you know, is kind of a recommended goal. So you're spending four to five hours a day, and then that's even Saturdays and Sundays, depending, and that goes until mid-January. So it's pretty much a six, seven-day thing, and it goes until the evening. So um, but you know, if you really want to do well, if you want to try to get onto big and better things, you know, you have to work your hardest. So that is my goal to 
you know, work towards this and hopefully get into the campaign ahead. So that's what I'm working towards. But I do have three people under me and then I just kind of text them as well and make sure they're they're doing stuff for the campaign as well as, you know, door knockers. You know, they probably do a lot of their um they're knocking and their outgoings in the evenings and then, you know, mostly weekends as well too. So but um so yeah, and you never know who you're gonna get or who you're gonna talk to, how the people are gonna respond and you know what they're gonna say. So um and you don't yeah. talk talk yeah, go ahead. Uh out of that the Republicans that you talk to, how many of them would you say are Trump supporters? They're like just regular Republicans, they're never Trumpers or they're just moderates. Um that's hard to say. I mean, most of them are, are older people, which an older, I'd say probably could be mid 60s to 80s, you know, so most of them are kind of, it just seems usually the elderly as well. So some of them are stuck at home, but um, I'd say it's probably all over um, percentage as far as um, probably 30, 30, 30, like you get a few Democrats. So some of them will openly admit, yeah, I'm voting for Biden again. Um, you get a few that want to vote for, usually the response for most people is if they're not for Trump, they will vote for, um, Tim Scott and Haley. That's what you pick. So, um, and then, yeah, some people will vote for Trump, um, but then, like, and I do try to encourage, I don't know if you're really supposed to say it, you know, a lot of them are older, so they do say, you know, they're stuck at home, not able to get out to do events or go to events, you know, for vote or whatever. But so I do try to encourage, say, hey, you know, you can get a friend to help drive you so you can vote as well, too, because, you know, that, you know, you do have people to help you as well, too. So I'm a huge, like... Um, activists, being activists, and, you know, getting out there and get people to do stuff. So um, just trying to get people involved and, and do that. And that's why, you know, I'm making those calls as well, too. Um, that's kind of my irritation as far as a lot of the Republicans. It just depends on who you're talking to. But I think there's a lot of people out there that say, I want change. I want things to change. You know, how do we change things? How to make a difference? But then when it comes time and you actually talk to the people, they don't want to do anything like, oh, I'm too busy or I'm doing this or doing that. Like even trying to recruit, you know, some of the people um, you think you'd be able to get a lot of college people to help you. Um, but I have talked to a lot of the college students and like, well, I'm busy in college right now. I don't really have a lot of time. So, um, that's kind of, I don't know, you know, what Dylan said, you know, I know they want things and they, they will vote for Trump, but that's a lot of the response that I'm getting. So I've probably talked to 50, 60 people and out of 50, 60 people, I've gotten about three people to help me. So, um, I've talked to local um, Republican groups, you know, the leaders that I know I'm involved um, locally. I'm actually friends with a uh, lady who's my senator. Um, I know my local young Republicans group here in Idaho, so I have connections there. I've talked to people and everyone's just busy. Everyone has their own schedule. So basically everyone's too busy involved in their own thing to really help a lot. So you just kind of try where you can and hopefully you can get a help, but it's just kind of the times around and everyone's just busy and involved in real things. So, um, you know, you just hope you can make a difference. The ones that do care about our country and are willing to fight for a country, they're the ones that are getting out there and talking to people. 
But yeah, so I don't know what percentage, like as far as people, but it does get frustrating when talk to people say, hey, you know, I want things to change or I want our country to change. But at the end of the end, they want to do anything or probably is they're, they're fearful, fearful of losing, you know, their, their position or fearful of losing whatever they have and they don't want to do anything for that. So there's that as well, too. So, yeah. You mentioned that the most the the most people that you talk to are are older people. That kind of makes a lot of sense because Iowa is like um an older state, so it shouldn't be that surprising because a lot of people, a lot of younger people, from what I see that are around my age, they move out when when they become adult. They move out of Iowa when they become adults. But someone like me, I'm I'm just gonna be staying here pretty much because this is my home state. I've, I've been raised here since mm-hmm. I was a kid and it's one of the most, it's actually become a, a very red state in, in recent years. Thanks to president Trump. Yeah. So I would actually say that Idaho and Iowa are actually pretty much like almost connected as far as like how we're in, how we work. Um, like even though we sound the same. So here's this too as well too. So I'll tell you this because I don't know if you guys have ever heard this, but being from the state of Idaho, people will ask, um, you know, if they're out of state or don't know, you'll say, Oh, where are you from? And I'll say, I'm from Idaho. And they'll say, Oh, you're from Iowa? Like, no, Idaho. <laughs> so a lot of people think Idaho is Iowa or Ohio. So we get that reference a lot. So people don't know the state of Idaho. But our state is also uh, much like Iowa as far as we're a farming state, much like Montana, Wyoming. Uh, but you guys are corn. the caucus. Yeah. But we are, we do have corn here as well, too. Um, we have a variety of crops and as well as we're huge on um, cow, dairy. Well, yeah, multicultural agriculture so corn hey alfalfa uh, most of it is wheat potatoes we have sugar bee um and then we have a lot of people that raise cows for dairy and for beef as well too so my next door next door um almost next door neighbor uh family they raise uh, cows um for beef and then there's probably about three or four dairies that are within probably about a mile two miles from me as well too so um, we're a huge farming state, but you guys are the caucus state, so you guys get visited all the time. But yeah, Iowa, I mean, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming are just, we're not the popular state, so we don't really get visited. But uh, yeah. yeah. But um, compared to Iowa, you guys in Idaho are getting more flooded with Californians than, than, other, yes. than a lot of other states are. I mean, maybe Texas and Florida get more, but you're, you're one of the top ones up there. Yes. So here's the other deal as well, too, and I don't know if you know this. So our state, of course, and then Texas has been flooded by Californians. Um, It's actually got so bad where uh, a year ago, a year and a half ago, we had a lady, um, our lieutenant governor was running for governor at the time, Trump endorsed. Our people of the left actually switched their votes to the right at the primaries last year to vote for all the rhinos. And so they voted for all the rhinos. Once they got those people voted in, they changed their votes over to being Democrat. So our Lieutenant Governor who was running for governor lost out on that job because of the left coming in. And here's the other tricky thing, and I don't know how this worked or what's still going behind the scenes or what will still go behind the scenes. But believe it or not, Newsom from California this past spring 
came over to our state. So from one state to another state came and actually talked to our Democrats to get involved with our state. So he's trying to almost like behind the scenes run our state from the state of California, which a couple of weeks ago, my senator friend um, actually made a post on Twitter saying, oh, now there's all this black laundering money coming into our state as well, too. So I believe there's some dark behind the scenes um, things that are happening in our state. So our state could easily probably turn blue within the next election. I have no idea, but lots of um, behind the scenes stuff that is going on that no one has a clue. So it's pretty scary. Yeah, I once saw, I heard a story that came from Idaho where like a person, a woman that moved from California to Idaho, her neighbors told her that she shouldn't tell people not that she's from California out of risk for her, for at least for her safety, really. Because apparently a lot of people don't like the Californians moving there. Yeah, and I think that's what then you say. I mean, like, you know, Californians moving to Texas. So I actually have um, my brother and his family and aunt and cousins that live in Texas. And, of course, you know, Austin is uh, another liberal city. Pretty much, you know, every city is uh, blue or capital city is blue. So um, I don't know what percentage of Texas, but, yeah, they're taking over all of red states. So. Texas, well, Texas to me is not even a red state anymore. It's a purple state. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much with Idaho as well, too. So when we do have our state rally meetings, we have our signs that say keep Idaho red. So, um, but yeah, our state is kind of basically purple. All of our bigger cities and a lot of our even um, quote cities are even uh, kind of liberal and leftist turning. Mm. So, so, yeah, I would say prior state is probably close to purple as well, too. So our capital is definitely blue. And then, yeah, other cities are definitely more liberal. So, yeah. I checked, like, um, the election stuff in Idaho before when I was during the midterms. And during the midterms in the 2020 election, it was pretty much all red for the most part, except for, like, yeah. a couple areas. Yeah, it's pretty much red. But you hear a lot of stories and stuff that people are talking to. It's just a lot of the local leaders that are running the cities are you know, liberals and leftists. So um, it's pretty much right. Just there's just a lot of behind the scenes, you know, the local leaders that are running the communities that are very leftist and liberal. Um, so it's just a lot of that, just, you know, being liberal or, or rhino run, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed in the last few years that places like Iowa, Ohio, and Florida, which were purple states, they've become more red, like deep red, mostly mm -hmm. well. and but um others but other like red states have been coming more purple like texas um like montana yeah. um georgia arizona like they're all because they're all turning more and more purple and even yeah and some of them are even tingering on light blue which i actually think georgia is actually a blue state now i truly believe that yeah i actually have um there's been another person in flip sir i don't know if you know him but i know he lives in Georgia's well too, and the stories I I see from him as well too. Just Georgia's becoming purple ever since even our 2020 election when you know it got rigged then. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, so that's why all of our red states, you know, we say you know keep all the Californians or don't California my state, you know. So um, 
you know, yeah. we welcome the people from California that, you know, do want conservative, but most of them come to your state and then want it changed back to how they live. So, yeah. Yeah. One of my friends who actually lives in Texas, what he said was, it's not really the Californians that are turning it blue. What it is is that um, most of the Californians that go there are actually voting Republican. But the reason it's turning blue is because the suburbs are actually becoming deep blue now. Because they used yeah. to be deep red, but now they're deep yeah. blue now, which I yeah. don't, which I can't understand why it would. So here's another story, and this is just uh, regarding local as well, too. So this isn't even our capital. This is even the town next to me, which is about 20 minutes away. And it's a town of only 50,000 people. So like you were saying, so last fall, I actually, it was basically like a, like a local um repeat or local watching of like our 2020 election um but locally so there was a couple of guys that were running for um i think senate and rep positions in our state and i actually um helped put out flyers for both of these guys last fall for them and i went to a local um celebration party that night because they were in the lead for our town 50,000 people so I go to our party and they're basically expected to win. And what do you know? It's basically a repeat of 2020 election around, I think it was like 11, 12 o'clock at night. Um, the leaders who were um, basically supposed to be Republicans for um, that town and pulled out all this money, you know, that they got from probably local, you know, leaders behind the back and got all this money and probably within middle of the night, just like a 2020 election, um, all these votes came in for the other people and these two guys lost out who were expected to win that night. So they were in the lead about like 10, 11 o'clock the next morning. Like, yeah, the other people lost. I mean, one. So it's basically like a 2020 election in a 50,000 towns. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So but one of the theories that I, that I was told, like, um, like the, because the vast majority of, of the suburb votes are, that are turning blue are mostly suburban women. And if you want to get down to the microscopic, white suburban women. And the idea mm -hmm. is that white suburban women, they're, they're the most college educated people. So that could be like a strong theory from what, what my friend told me. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard of that theory. So why would it be not not that it's like a, a gender thing, but why would it be women versus or not guys or just women uh, care to see more many or more the left leaning ways? Or why do you think that? Um, I, Because a lot of colleges can like in, have been like indoctrinating a whole bunch of these kids. Yeah. And like yeah. that's and, and particularly m m most people that go to college are actually white suburban women. So that's one of the theories that yeah. he told me. So because like yeah. they're white suburban women are actually more liberal than even black um than black than black um um liberals. So that's what yeah. that's what he that's so it kind of makes sense really when you look at it. Yeah. And I think with Trump wanting to get rid of the uh, education uh, department itself, I think, would be a huge win for our whole country as a general because, you know, like I said, all these students growing up from now and even just currently in college system, they're all being indoctrinated. And until our education is fixed, it's just going to get worse. I mean, like we know, I mean, 
kids even as babies and toddlers are being indoctrinated already in our in our country so i think until the education um department is removed and you know, trump is able to remove that nothing's going to change in our country as well too which is sad so yeah yeah so like um so like I actually used to be like blue pilled until I got until I got red pilled with 2020. Like me, I'm a I'm I'm actually 21. So obviously I was obviously very liberal back then, but I got red pilled and I and I was a and I never went to college because I I was actually a high school dropout and so like um I I got luckily I got out just in time before I would have gotten to that to that range so I wouldn't be and be thousands of dollars in debt and actually be up the systems you know what so tell me how you were able to change or just you just saw the 2020 election and you decided change over or what made you change it was 2020 as a whole with um how covid w was going um with um the antifa blm riots that happened like i'm literally it it, it took the entire th it took the entire year like I actually did not mm -hmm. vote in the 2020 election because I was still in the middle of the re my red pill moment. Like I I couldn't pick between either Trump or Biden back then because I was still in the middle of it. Then um the day after the election I saw like wait a minute and the days the 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 next day and then weeks following I was like wait a minute Trump was well ahead this doesn't make any mm -hmm. sense not, how does that happen and then I I was actually because I, I actually was really questioning the election. And then what made me go full on red pill was January 6th with how the media um, um, lied about how this, what, what was going on, like how a lot of these people that actually weren't even being violent. There were some people that were being violent, but a lot of those people, if you really look at them, I'm almost sure, sure, certain that a lot of them were feds in my opinion. And a lot of, there's still a lot of people to this day that were in solitary confinement and have not had a trial. And that, you're, that's literally a violation of the Eighth Amendment. So, yeah, yeah, and 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 plus a lot of the these um the vaccine stuff that was being pushed down our throats heavily. That was another huge thing that was part of it. So, I, after after January sixth, I was like, I'm done. I'm out of this. I'm I can't take this. I'm I'm blue pill nonsense anymore. So. I have to ask to see what you saw or what you watch on 2020 because. Um, as well, and like I was watching Fox that night, and of course they were changing numbers like right before us on that night, and that's where it made all of us mad. They were doing it right before us, and I was so angry. I literally walked out of the room and was like, I can't watch this anymore because I knew what was going on. But for you, I mean, were you watching Fox News? Were you watching CNN? Like, I was watching. I believe was it. I, was it CBS or ABC? It was one of those two. It was one of those two. I forgot which one it was. So in your view, watching that, like, what did you see? Or did you see any changes watching the numbers? So it, it, something felt off because, like, Trump was well ahead. Then all of a sudden they stopped counting. That that didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. But then, but then um, months later, um, I found this out from one of my other buddies. He showed me a video, and I'm not joking. There is actually a video of on CNN, like um, you saw, it was like it showed the Pennsylvania, um, the Pennsylvania um, um stats. Like um, at one stat, it showed that Trump was like ahead of Biden by like I forgot the exact amount. And but then the next go around when he saw it, 
Um, Trump went down 20,000 votes and Biden went up 20,000 votes. The yep. exact same amount. Yeah. Exactly. You saw yep. that? Well, I just, just known watching these and just all these elections. Yeah. I mean, how can a person literally go from one number and the other person to the same number, like in that moment? So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just unreal. And it's just unreal to me that the left and the rhinos cannot even wrap their head they say oh yeah there's no evidence whatsoever that anything was wrecked i'm like you saw what we did you watched what we did and they say oh yeah nothing was ever proven or you know ever shown in real life and they couldn't claim anything or they couldn't prove anything and i'm like it's just yeah we're all upset with that and it's just maddening so um yeah, we all know what happened, and I have people in Pennsylvania as well that I know as well too. I know they tell me stories. It's even right now, I think it's almost like almost like a mandate or automatic uh, voter registration with mail-in ballots as well too. And Scott Pressler is actually in Pennsylvania working um, the state for the whole month. Yeah, like um, in the in the funniest thing about it, um, they say the 2020 election was the most secure election in history. So yes. <laughs> Like, um, even if you think the election was fair, how do you know that it was the most secure election in history? I'm just saying that. I just want to know yeah. that. that. So here's mean... another. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So here's another question I want to ask of you to see where you think it is. Because on Twitter, I actually reposted a video that came up um, for Giada Blow. I actually posted this video and um, I've only seen it on Twitter, but there was actually a video of a Democrat who actually said, yeah, I voted for Trump in 2020, and I will vote for him again. And he was rambling and going about the things that, you know, all the things he has seen in these years. So um, I'm just curious, like, what you think, or, you know, Democrats in general, you know, who's waking up, who's not waking up? Like, would you say it would be 50-50, or what kind of percentage would you think that they're waking up? I think the vast majority of people are plugged into the matrix and like, um, I, unfortunately, I don't want to say this, but I'm starting, I'm getting to that. I think we're all just in echo chambers, really. Like some people are waking up, but not nearly as many as we think they are, because look at what happened in the midterms. We were all expecting mm -hmm. a huge red wave and look what happened. We got embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was, it was flat out embarrassing. We got obliterated mm -hmm. virtually every, in every major election. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just curious to see, you know, I'd just be curious to see just in general, you know, a percentage of Democrats who's waking up, who's not, who actually believes what's going on. But I would say probably, uh, probably the Democrats who are awake are probably the older ones. You know, I'd say the ones that are uh, younger um, just because of their indoctrination are, are still with Biden. And I'd say probably the older ones who actually can see what's going on are actually awake. But, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. This is that clip that my friend showed me about what happened in Pennsylvania. This was on CNN. I want to show you real quick. It's only like a minute long if you don't have okay. an issue with that. Sure. So just watch this. And you see down there. Trump is has at 1690. Biden's at 1252. Okay, so you see that. Mm -hmm. Get there, 1690. You see that? This me and my friends. Uh, yeah, I see it right there. 1690. Yep. And, and Biden is 1252. Okay. Yeah. I think you're going to have that close of a race, and it sure looks like we are. Uh, then 
you know, everyone counts. And so I, uh, this includes minute. Maine, one up here. So this is, this gets, the math gets really interesting. And again, again, yeah, the math you can does do this, get interesting. You know, just forget about it. Because if you're doing this, you're most likely doing that, and you're probably doing that. Uh, we always knew, Joe Biden said, a lot of Democrats said, you know, focus on the Sun Belt. Joe Biden said, no, I'm gonna start here, and then maybe I'll expand. If he can do this, uh, we're gonna spend a lot of time, and these ones may take Michigan. some of them again, they may be into tomorrow and beyond. At the moment, we don't know that though. At the moment, these are to be decided. One six ninety. We're still there. I think no, on the next again, wheel round, on the next update, where we see the change. One six nine zero. Watch. Donald Trump leading here. He's leading yep. here. He's leading here. We expect. Yeah, it's on live TV. This one's interesting. We expect him to get this, and these normally would be Trump states out here. Goes Arizona. Now I haven't gone to see the other states. I don't have that type of time, unfortunately. I would like to though. But if if it plays out, if it plays out in a traditional map. Uh, that's where we're going to be. That's where we'll be as we go to the West Coast, somewhere, somewhere in that ballpark. This is not an exact science, but somewhere in that ballpark. Oh, look! You see? Oh my God! Wow! Here's the interesting yeah. part. Here's the interesting part because it's it's not it's not like okay, like there's a difference. Uh, there's a there's an equal difference between the two. Like let's just say okay, Trump went down. You know, okay, 20, 20 almost twenty thousand votes. And then maybe let's say Biden either stayed flat or let's say went up 5,000. No, the exact number that Trump goes down is the exact number that Biden goes up. Yep. Wow. Yep. Now, this is live. Now, somebody can say, well, I mean, they're not the official counters, right? They're not the official. Hey, they're getting, they're getting their data supposedly from the officials, right? So you explain to me how. I mean, I get counts going up. That makes sense. As time progresses, they get more. How does counts? How do counts go down? Yeah, exactly. I need to. Uh, I mean, somebody's got to explain that. Yeah. And that's so, basically the same thing we saw on Fox News about too. And that's the point where numbers were changing. And I said, okay, it's rigged. And I left the room. Did not watch a single thing after that. So yeah. Yeah. And they prematurely called Arizona and which disenfranchised a lot of voters. So they didn't go out to vote in like some of these other purple states. Yeah. yeah. So crazy. So I was just going to mention real quick too. just. Um, so the border is actually just kind of a huge, important um, issue to me. Uh, and I don't know how you guys are in your state. Um, Election is probably our number one issue as a country, of course, with all this. So until that is fixed, nothing will ever get fixed. But um, my second important issue has always been the border. Um, the reason the border is uh, important to me is because, um, and I don't know, I don't know about with your farming community as well too, what they use or who they use, but I'm sure it's the same. But like farming communities, um, they don't, they aren't able to use a lot of the people in the state so they use a lot of the um, illegals because they are the ones that come to your state to help with farming work i mean i'm guessing i was the same but i don't know but um it's pretty much the same here i know prime montana wyoming so all the illegals come to these farming states because they are the ones who are willing to do the work um for the farmers you know for for help for farm help um so even, for example, um, my little town that I live in, it's actually around 4,000 people. 
and I'd say probably growing up, probably the town was maybe 25, 30% Hispanic, you know, pretty, pretty low. But now my town, I'd say, is probably a good 60%, you know, Hispanic um, because they, I guess they pretty much stay here year round, you know. Um, and, you know, I have no problems with them, but, you know, it's just, you know, the legal and legal system, you know, of our, our borders and, um, well, I've gotten yeah. to the point where I'm anti-immigration as a whole now because of this yeah. borders crisis, yes, like not, exactly. not just illegal immigration, but, le- but not just yeah. illegal immigration, but even legal yeah. immigration I'm against. Yes. Now. Yeah. It's. Even the whole system, as far as, um, you know, the families come and stay here, and then they have kids, and then the kids stay here as well, too, which grows the community as well. Yeah, there you go. It grows the community. So it's almost like a continuation um, issue because they stay here and have kids, and they grow up and grows the community. So, um you know, and pretty much, I mean, our country knows that to expect legals to show up in door at any minute. And, you know, of course, within big cities in any city, like even the the town next door, 50,000 people, we're seeing higher crime as well, too. And, of course, all the drugs and you're hearing more um, raping stories, you know, everywhere, you know, everything, uh, the crime everywhere. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. um. There was a story in Germany I heard I heard from Charlie Kirk that um that says there there was a woman who was gang raped by a whole bunch of Arab Arab men and but um when she when the, when she went to the police they asked her to describe the men she 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 said they were white men and they went and looked for these and they couldn't find these white men they found out that these were Arab men and they went and asked her why did you lie and she says well she didn't want to because she did because of some political leanings like she didn't want to like disenfranchise immigration so yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was gonna um oh, I just lost my train of thought, but um yeah, I, I I get so frustrated with all the leftists, the liberals who say, Oh, well, we just need to bring the uh the quote, you know, immigrants to our country and we need to help them all and um they're they're immigrants, so we need to save them all. We need to, you know, take care of them, blah blah blah. Like, how do you not see that these people coming over, these, quote, uh, immigrants who are coming over are all all male figures, they're strong males, they're young males, you know, where are the women and children? Do you not see any women and children within these groups? Uh, no, you know, and yet they want them. Or who was it? Um, there was a, a video that was floating around on Instagram. Um, uh, I was in New York. I think I said, oh, yeah, we need to let all these people come. You know, we need to let them stay and help them out. And then they're like, oh, well, there's just two coming by from, you know, Africa. You know, you know, let's, you know, this one takes this kind of medication. This one takes this medication. And we're just going to bring them into your house so you can help them and take care of them. And the guy's like, oh, no, I don't want them. And, you know, and they will do that. You know, they want to help and save all these people. But when it comes to bringing them into their own home, they say, no, I won't do that. You know, someone else needs to do that. So, you know, where's the hypocrisy of that? Yeah. Well, I have a theory that because like this is what I've thought of and I've told a bunch of people and a lot of them are actually thinking it might be plausible. My theory is like um because since the vast majority of these people that are coming across the border are like um men, particularly single men, 
my theory is this, because there was a study that came out that says most young men are single and most young women are not. And the theory goes like this. They want young, they want more men to come over like younger men and take and try to and take away the remaining single women from from young men in America. So so that re so really they can just um, um, clear out the American race, pretty much Americans and just replace them with with immigrants. That's a theory I I've, I've been thinking of a lot recently. And I think it might be a plausible one. Yeah, that is an interesting concept. Um, and basically, they want to take over America. And of course, we have uh, China. I spell it C-H-Y-N-A <laughs> um, for Trump. But, you know, they've been infiltrating our company over the last year. And we know they're in our country. And you see videos of their infiltrating our businesses and our companies um, to hack our systems, um, tech, tech systems to infiltrate it. Uh, that as well too so um we have all of them coming over for a use or purpose in our country for whatever reason so um it's pretty much everyone better have their their house and their family ready in order you know for any moment when time comes and so yeah so have you seen a lot of immigrants in Iowa as well too or not immigrants the 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 legals in Iowa or rampage or ransack or um I I, I what I know of I've, I've been seeing a lot of stories about um about immigrants that are being illegals that are being flown here to Iowa on planes and then they mm. just and they just um, let them loose so yeah like that's been happening everywhere like um I remember yeah. a story I remember a story I heard in Ohio that like um a bunch of these ICE agents um, where um, they brought a bunch of these illegal um, kids, these, these minors to like the, the, these police stations and asked, well, I don't, I forgot what they were, if they were police stations or holding stations, but something like that and asked them, Hey, can you watch, can you hold on to these kids for a minute while, while we get some things, some of these things processed. And they said, okay. And then they, and then they would be ghosted. Like they would just leave, let, leave them there. Like, and they wouldn't contact them again. So yeah, mm. it's, it's not a conspiracy theory. No. And I don't know if they're still doing this, you know, where they, oh, they those. are. Oh, no. I mean, as far as like, um, you know, the cages and, and so that were in Texas, you know, they're holding all the kids and they're taking all these kids and they're holding them in all the cells if they, they still are. And then they're using all these kids for uh, the trafficking purposes purposes as well, too. And that's becoming the issue as well, too. So all these kids, you know, if they're still being I guess, like stored in these um, cages in Texas, or if they're being stored in other states as well, too. And, you know, that's the other issue that we're seeing as well, too. These kids are being sold as, as slaves and child traffickers to people in our country. Yep. 100% agree. They, it's just going to keep getting worse. Like, there's no stopping this now. I, like, I think yeah. it's probably too late for that. I, oh, yeah. It, so. So here's my theory, because, yeah, this is always my point as well, too, because I know Trump for our border, he said that, you know, when he's in, that he will definitely take back all the, the people and, you know, fix this issue. But I guess there's my question as well, too. I mean, how how can we, I guess, pinpoint, like, who's actually here legally and who's not? How can you actually 
you know, pick and decide and take these people back if you don't know who's here legally or who's not. Or yeah, well, because because like here's the funny thing though, like a lot of these illegals when they come when they come across the border, what happens is these agents they give them like, hey, we'll give them these court date. Well, here's a here's your court date, so you know when you appear for your hearing. Even though we know you're not going to appear, we know you're just going to disappear yeah. into the country. We'll just let that go, and then we'll just give you a bus ticket or a plane ticket to travel to wherever you want in this country. But if you notice something interesting, a lot of the places they're sending them to, these illegals to, are red states. It's coordinated. It's not a coincidence. That's what it's intentional. Because yeah. yeah. they, they know what they're trying to do. They're trying to change red states blue. Like, especially yeah. when especially when they're eventually, I'm almost certain they're going to do this eventually, when they will make it legal for illegals to vote. I'm almost certain of that. Oh, they will. Um, here's yeah. the other funny comment as well, too. I remember this from... I think a comment on social media probably a month ago, and I just had a laugh. Um, I know a guy said, well, you know, 2024 doesn't get fixed, and we're in a mess again. So it's, well, I'm leaving America, and I'm moving to Europe. And I just had a laugh because, um, so you have no idea what's going on in Europe. You don't see the same things that are going on in Europe. You think Europe's going to be a whole lot safer than our country? Like, I don't think so. It's like, if our country gets messed up, there's nowhere to move. There's literally nowhere to move. If you go to Australia, they're not safe. There's literally nowhere to move. So I had maybe, a laugh because, yeah. Maybe maybe Switzerland, but even that's a stretch, though. Yeah. Yeah, there's maybe a couple small places that maybe quote safe but not too many so yeah so our whole world is a mess and it's it's going on everywhere but that was their plan you know for this whole mess yeah. was to take over yeah. the world so yeah yeah and they you know how they always say like there's only there's always about 11 million illegals in this country that's not true because they've been saying that for a, over a decade like tucker carlson even suggested that there's possibly over 30 million illegals in this country and he said this, what do you, what do you think is going to happen when it's, it's legal for when you make all these all these 30, 30 plus million people registered to vote? It'll merely change yeah. voting patterns for perm, for good like that. Like yeah. I'm half black. And he said this, um, if you if you do, if they make it legal for these 30 plus million people to vote, it immediately makes some black, the black vote, people, black people's vote irrelevant. They'll never have another say in anything again because they'll be extremely outnumbered. Yeah. So, yeah, and here's the last thing in, in regards to that as well, too, because our whole party is a mess and they haven't done a certain thing to do anything with the 2020 elections. And, you know, that is their plan to use illegals in our voting system. So if you haven't fixed our 2020 system, how do you think you're going to fix our 2024 election when all these illegals are here? No idea. Right? It's in it's it's obviously intentional. Like um, yeah. it, there's you you'd have to be dumb to not realize that. Exactly, like that's their whole plan and that's their whole purpose. Why they brought him in and just for other purposes. So, um, it's going to in, be interesting to see. So that's where you know I get frustrated. And I, I'm I'm hoping that more people are willing to to jump in and and like Scott, you know, stays for people to jump in, get involved in your local elections, get involved and be people there to to witness and to be eyewitnesses of things that are going on and get involved so my brother's mother-in-law actually jumped in in our little tiny town and she actually helps with 
with voting now and um, we're just tying down. But yeah, if you're not involved in local elections or if you're not an eyewitness, then no one is there to watch anything, to prove anything. And they're just going to do the same thing, going to lock the doors, going to close the windows. You know, they're going to do all you can, just keep everyone put out. Pe- so. Put pizza boxes on the wi- um, through the windows so you can't see what's going on inside. That happened yep. a lot in Florida. Are in you Wow, I didn't hear that, so I'm going to guess that, but... You got to look that up. Yeah. Yeah, I have several people in uh, Florida that I know as well, too, and um, so it's interesting to see what's going on there, but yeah, all these red states are being hit hard, and so we have to keep our states red and not let anything happen and keep fight, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, and on top of another thing... The a lot of the Hispanics that are legal here, like um, they're all they're like um, the ones in like Florida and Texas, they're very um conservative if you really look at them. Like everywhere else, they're pretty much liberal, but except in Florida and Texas, which that's very surprising. Which I don't understand the reasoning behind that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to hard to know what's going on in these red states and um. I think there's just, yeah, like you said, there's just a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that no one is seeing. It's just all being secretly done behind closed doors. And so uh, we got to keep our eyes and ears out and just keep watching and uh, keep hearing. Um, and just like I said, just, you know, with our state, it seems like the, now there's all this uh, uh, black laundering money coming through our state as well, too, that whether it's from California or who knows where it's coming from and belonging into our state for to change your state. So I think it's just left behind the scenes, just working the red state. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're past the half hour mark. Yeah. I know you, I know you need to go because you have some calls you need to make. You said, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, Lisa, um, thank you for coming on. I, I appreciate it. Um, we got we to do it again sometime. Yeah, that yeah. would be great. Yeah, let's yeah. do it again and keep posted. And I know yeah. Trump's yeah. coming to Iowa again here and another rally. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Like, it, like you're welcome to come on anytime you want to. Just, just hit Sounds me up. Sounds great. Yeah. That would be oh. great. Yeah, it would be oh. back. Oh, and before, and before you go, where can my audience find you at? So, um, I'm mostly on Instagram. I actually have three different pages on Instagram. I have Guided Patriotism. Um, I also have two other pages on Instagram where I highlight our men and our women leaders. So I have conservative men of USA and I have conservative women of USA that I get a lot of attention from, um, high leaders. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Lisa A. Lisey, L-E-I-S-Y. I'm on Truth, same name, Lisa A. Lisey. So those are probably my main pages that work there. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. Make sure to go and follow her on on her on her on her on her Twitter and her Instagram, guys. Also, if you're watching this video, hit the like button and subscribe to my channel here on Rumble. Also, follow me on all the social media platforms too, because I'm on all of them. Particularly, follow me on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. My handle is here at Race Studios 29. I'm trying to grow that. I'm deeply right now, so so go over there and follow me over there. Also, follow me on all the podcast platforms because I'm on all of those too. All right, guys, this, this was this is Ray, and this was Lisa, and this was the Ray Infinity Show podcast. This was episode number 123. Catch you guys later. Peace.